Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us too. We are on your computer, even your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Today we're highlighting a Northeast Mississippi-based coffee company. They are going strong and helping to support mission work around the world. And joining us today is Chris Payne with My Brother's Cup Coffee Company. Hey, Chris. Hey, Rebecca. How are you doing today? I'm not going to complain. I'm drinking my coffee, although it's not My Brother's Cup Coffee, so I'm I, I'm sorry for that. But I do love my coffee, so I'm excited about this story. Yes, yeah, so that's fine. Well, I've got my brother's cup coffee today and i just want to say rebecca thank you for having me today i'm honored to be on the show and uh just thank you for giving us a chance to share what uh god's been doing and what the good news is about my brother's cup coffee so let's start from the beginning because i was reading through learning a little bit and maybe you're not the one who first thought up or dreamt up the work of my uh, brother's coffee but you picked it up and ran with it so let's talk about mr Pittman. how did this company come to fruition well, Mike Pittman, he, um, you know, I really need his wife here to tell the full extent and detail and the emotion behind it. But exactly, he was, uh, he worked at a company warehouser for, I don't know, 20 plus years. And then the Lord just laid it on his heart to do missions. And so he would do full-time missions over in China. Well, during this time, he was actually fixing to uh, transition out of the job and have to do something else. But he didn't want to stop doing it. He wanted to continue to do uh, missions, but he knew that his job was going to hinder him on that with time and being able to leave and things like that. And so one day he was over there and he was talking to a guy he was with uh, about his issue there. He said, well, hey, listen, they have a great resource of coffee beans here. He said, you should think about trying to start roasting coffee and selling it for the mission. And then Mike looked at him and told him, he said, I forgot the guy's name, maybe Dan or something. He looked at him and he said, Dan. He said, I don't even drink coffee. I know nothing about coffee. He said, well, great. Then God will get the glory. And so at that point in time, Mike just made the decision to step out full time of faith, leave the company he was with and uh, just full time mission. And so he started 12 years ago in his kitchen roasting coffee uh, on a stove. And from then, over 12 years, it's grown into the uh, what it is now. We sell it, sell it all over the U.S., several different stores, on Internet, um, and just uh, all over the place. 
It's really crazy, Chris, how many stories here on Good Things just started with, I don't know how, but I'm just going to step out in faith and then just sort of watch it grow, taking it one sort of step at a time. And it's incredible just to see with a little bit of courage and a whole lot of prayer can get people to the next level or to the next step or watch something slowly just manifest in the way it was supposed to. So you were supposed to be part of the story, even if you didn't start the company. You were obviously, you know, put in the path of sort of taking it on. Onto its next uh, phase. So, when did when did you enter it, Chris? Well, Rebecca, I'm glad that you asked that. Kind of to tell you that part of the story, I need to back up a little bit. And so, honestly, I um, oh, I'll say it like this: God is in the details. And, and what's so beautiful about that is, you know, before you even knew that He was working things out, He was already working things out. I sit back and ask myself, and who am I that you are mindful of me, Lord? And so I dealt with addiction for 16 years. I started out at the age of 11. Um, you know, I ended up and going down a dark path. I didn't grow up in church or anything. And so I had, I went to seven different rehabs, in and out of jail, and that whole lifestyle of the streets and just drugs and alcohol. Well, in 2013, I went to a faith-based place in Alabama called the Russellville Dream Center. And it was there I surrendered my life to the Lord in ministry. And I stayed there five and a half years. And then in 2018, I moved back to Tupelo. And I met my wife at uh, Anchor Church in Tupelo. And me and her started dating. And as we were dating, see, she grew up, you know, in church, a, a good girl. I grew up on the total opposite of the world, living a reckless lifestyle. And, uh, you know, God brought two opposites together for his glory. And so in that, we wanted to, you know, have a godly relationship. I didn't know anything really about a godly relationship. I'd never been in one before, but I knew I wanted one. I wanted to do it the right way. And so we, at that point in time, wanted to find an older couple that we looked up to that could pour into us during our dating season. Well, that older couple was Mike and Kay Pittman. And, uh, and we seen them at church and they, you know, just a team effort. They were, they were, uh, uh, full of integrity, full of character, just uh, helping each other out. You you didn't see Mike without Kay. You didn't see Kay without Mike. He didn't make a decision without her. They were a perfect unit of two becoming one. And so we said, we want what they have. And so we just done life with them. They became our spiritual parents, uh, poured into us during our dating season, during, uh, during our marriage. We went out and done trips with them. And uh, along the way, he was, of course, doing my brother's cup of coffee. We went and done some markets with him. And he had um, probably about two years ago, he had asked me to come on board with him. And he showed me kind of how he does everything. And I think he also knew in the back of his mind, eventually something was going to happen and he was going to need to pass it on or do something. I just wasn't able to at that time. And so fast forward to uh, the summer of 2022 last year. Um, I had a big transition going on in my life. I was the job I was at was fixing to get cut out from under me. And I didn't know what exactly what I was going to be doing, but I knew the Lord was doing something. I knew that he was transitioning and he was shifting some things. Well, during this transition, Mike Pittman, the founder, was in uh, a big part of this transition. He, uh, uh, I was actually a way out ministry. That's a ministry me and my wife have. And he uh, he was actually going to be on the board. Him and his wife, uh, we were turning into a nonprofit. And so also uh, he was wanting to put on a revival in Haleville, Mississippi. I mean, Haleville, Alabama. He wanted um, My Brother's Cup Coffee to sponsor it and a way out to put it on. So I was going to move forward with that. 
And then a third thing was there was an opportunity that came up in Double Springs, Alabama, for a lot of land for us to start a ministry on. And so Mike was a key player in that, and we were actually fixing to start a faith-based ministry out in Double Springs, Alabama. And so we go out there uh, the last Thursday of June. We have this big meeting, me, Mike, um, several of my board members and things, and we were fixing to move forward with this vision that we felt was from the Lord. And so that was Thursday. Well, then that Sunday, we get the dreaded phone call that morning that um, that Mike had unexpectedly passed away. And so at that point in time, me and my wife, we had done, you know, determined we're fixing to move to Alabama and do this. So we sit back and we're like, Lord, what are you doing? Because Mike was a key factor in that. And so, of course, our hearts went out to Miss Kay. She's now widowed. And uh, we said, hey, listen, we're here for you. We're in a transition ourselves. We're willing to do whatever you need. Is there any help, anything we can do? She said, well, I don't want my brother's cup of coffee to fall to the wayside. Will you mind coming in and kind of help taking over and uh, and heading it up? I said, I'd be honored to. And so um, as of the middle of June, no, the middle of July, I stepped in. It was me and my wife. She's at home a lot with the baby. And since then, in December, Mike's grandson, Evan Atkins, had actually came on with me. And so it's me and him that's running it. And, uh, and we're expecting to continue to grow it and to take it to that next level. It's like Mike took it where he could in the 12 years through blood, sweat, and tears that he put into it. And uh, and it was time for him to go home. And now the Lord's allowed us to get it and take it to that next season. Man, Chris, I'm so grateful that you have uh, had the courage to share your entire story with us here on Good Things. We are huge proponents and celebrators of recovery and showing that there is life after uh, addiction in so many different ways. And didn't even know that little nugget was coming up, but it's just another reminder to families who also may be walking through a season with a loved one that, hey, look, there can be a beautiful story sort of at the at the end of that. And God can be working even when you don't necessarily see it. And he can always work around a good cup of coffee, which I think is something that brings so many together. And it should be for for a good cause. I know you guys have still connected missions to the work of my brother's uh, cup coffee. Have are you still doing the missions overseas, which uh, Mr. Pittman started and transitioned to you and your wife's um, ministry? Or is it now just the ministry of a way out? Well, no, we, um, so when COVID had hit, of course, it put a big damper on overseas missions as much. And so it kind of slowed down a whole lot. And we were still doing some, sending some over there because we had connections. Well, since Mike passed away, some of our other connections have also um, passed away as well. We have recently got a new connection, I think, in uh, in India and, uh, and working on trying to partner up with them to continue the overseas missions. And because that was definitely, that was his heart. That was Mike's heart. He, um, he wanted to always do that and not be away from that. And so in that, um, hold on, I'm sorry. My phone just, that's went okay, off. Chris. You just pause right there. Off. We're going straight to, um, a commercial break and we'll go right back with Chris Payne, founder of My Brother's Cup Coffee or now runner.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. I walk the line and I do what is right like I should. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can find us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see we're continuing our conversation with Chris Payne. He now runs My Brother's Cup Coffee Co. with, I guess, a co-runner, too, Mr. Evans. Um, thanks to the work of Mr. Pittman, who started it out several years ago. So you guys are new to this sort of coffee business, but I'm sure you've seen the workings before. I'm always curious how it works, because coffee beans don't grow in Mississippi, so you have to sort them from somewhere and then roast them so give us a little behind the scenes how does my brother's cup coffee make good coffee yes well uh i tell people this right here when i came in here i knew nothing about roasting coffee i'm an avid coffee drinker but knew nothing about roasting coffee and the one person to train me and show me how to do it unfortunately passed away so i had to kind of come in and through prayer and reaching out to people kind of learn things on my own um so first off we get the coffee in from three different countries we have uh papua new guinea ethiopian and costa rica and so i didn't know this and i don't know if i was just the last one to know or whatever but coffee beans aren't originally brown they're green when you first originally get them and so I didn't know that. And so we get them in from the three different countries and then we, uh, we roast them and the machine itself is there's an art that goes. Oh no, we had a little bit of technical difficulty. It looks like Miss Judy. We're waiting for Chris to come back to us as soon as possible. We had a little bit of technical difficulty, but he is telling us about how they roast their coffee with my brother's cup coffee, um, which he was also going to share how it goes back to the missions work that him and his wife have founded, which is a way out. It is a mystery found a ministry, excuse me, founded and led by him and his wife, Kayla, and they meet and encourage and lead people to resources who bring life saving changes to those who are chained to a lifestyle such as uh, human trafficking and other things. So we hope to get Chris back as soon as we can. But if not, we just got a few reminders for you. Don't forget, there is still time for you to get out and get your tickets uh, for the Morgan Wallen concert that's coming to Mississippi in April. That's April the 23rd. And we want to give you a chance to win some sweet seat tickets. Um, and the re- way you do that is you go to your local uh, retail places. You can find a list of those over at supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen. Don't forget that is coming up on April the 23rd. We hope, too, that you've been over to the Good Things Facebook group. We've got a lot of good things going on um, there about all the Mississippians who are getting out and helping those who were affected by the tornadoes in the many different uh, ways from cooking to cleaning up to everything in between. I saw where the Junior Auxiliary of Winona was supposed to be having their charity ball, and it was one that they will never forget. Um, they weren't wearing the family. Doing the fun things that they had planned uh, for that night, such as dinner and dancing. Um, but man, they came together 
for an experience of community service. And they were working with each other. And they set out and helped to do cleanup. And they helped to do uh, fundraising events throughout the year as well. So you can head on over to the Good Things Facebook group to snag a little bit about that. One of my favorite stories, though, is coming from Marty, who had posted just a little bit of happiness. And we'll make sure that we get back to that as well. But we got Chris back um, here on the line. Hey, Chris, sorry for the little bit of technical difficulties. You know, technology is great until it's not. Um, But, hey, we just pivot and, and roll with it, right? Exactly, exactly. So we'll just continue this over the phone, correct? Yes, sir. We'll just go with the old school way, the easiest way. So, yeah, so you get your you get your beans green, and then where do you do the roasting there uh, in northeast Mississippi? We, we do we do it here in uh, Fulton, Mississippi. And uh, did you catch, what, what was the last part you caught about getting the beans in? That's okay, that, that they're green, chicken? that they're green, that you may not recognize okay. that they're green, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, once we get the beans in, of course, they're green. Well, we get them from three different countries, uh, Costa Rica, Papua New Guinea, Ethiopia, and then we have to place it in the roaster to roast them, and it's a uh, it's an art to it. you got to have the right gas flow. you got to have the right airflow, uh, right temperature to get it at the great tasting that you're looking for. And then once we roast all the beans, we put them together, and we blend them together in our, um, our, like, our non-flavored, coffee which is like our base coffee is called relationship and it's kind of like your breakfast blend a medium roast and the reason we call it relationship because what it is is we're taking all three beans from all three countries um blending them together and they form a relationship where they all come together and so at that point in time we bring it and then we'll start flavoring what we need to flavor grind what we need to grind we'll pack it we'll ship it we'll sell it all right, and so you're shelling it, shelling it. You're not shelling it. That's peas. That's coming up this summer. We'll be doing that out of our gardens. But you're selling it. Where all can people get a cup of My Brother's Cup coffee, uh, Chris, here in Mississippi? Of course, they can always go online at mybrotherscup.com. But we also, lots of uh, north uh, here in Tupelo area, we got Neon Pigs, Miss Nursery, Walton's Greenhouse, um, Olive Press, Relics. We've got uh, a new one in West Point, Columbus. Uh, for um, Gary's Pawn Shop, uh, we've got in court gingers. We've got several. You can go to the website and go under stockist, and it will show you all the different suppliers. Um, we will definitely do that. We'll also link to it in our Good Things Facebook group too, Chris, so people can find a place uh, near them or if they want to purchase online if they so choose. But I want to make sure we get to you and your wife's ministry, A Way Out. I think that's a wonderful thing that you, you guys are doing or had a heart for. So share with us what the mission of that organization is. Yes. Uh, so A Way Out is just basically... You know, like I told you earlier, I dealt with addiction for 16 years, and I was stuck in it for so long. And deep down, I wanted out of that, and I never knew of a way out. And then finally, I surrendered my life to the Lord. And uh, and so our hope is just to go and let others know that there's a way out. How we do that is we, we, we see ourselves as a hub. Of course, we're not the answer, but a lot of people across the nation is struggling, and uh, they don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. Well, we have a back pocket full of resources and connections. And so a lot of times what, what happens is individuals will reach out to us, whether I go and sit down and talk with somebody personally, I go to the jails, go to rehabs, go to schools, and just um, and then individuals that are struggling, uh, it's not a lot of times not that they don't want help, 
a lot of times people don't know what help's available and don't know where to turn. And so they'll reach out to us. We'll work with families. We'll work with individuals themselves and help try to get them placed into a rehab or some type of help. But it's not just with addiction, but just any life-controlling issues we find people struggling with. We, uh, we, we like just to do life with people to help them know that they can overcome whatever this life throws at them through the um, power of Jesus Christ. So, Chris, how do we find that organization? I'm sure you've got Facebook website is a way out the the way to go. Yes, yes. You can. Uh, we don't have a website right now, but uh, I do most of my stuff on Facebook, so they can look up Chris Payne um, on Facebook or A Way Out Ministries, and it's got my email information. It's got all our uh, phone numbers and all that stuff that they can reach out to us. I also saw on y'all's, um, going back to my brother's cup coffee, you have these really cute burlap sacks. Is that the sacks that the, that the coffee or the coffee beans come in that y'all repurpose for, uh, neat little items to sell? Yes, yes, we do. We've got those come in, and so we have those for uh, for sale with just a couple of dollars. And it's not something that we try to push to try to sell. It's just we had a bunch extra here. And a lot of people uh, for decorations or for games or even just for storage, they come in real handy. And if you try to buy them off of Amazon or anything, you're going to spend a, 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 lot, of, a lot of money just to try to get one. So for $3, you can have one. We've got them for just a couple of dollars. Well, I love that. I love all the different ways y'all are trying to utilize uh, your businesses for missions and to sort of give back. Um, I love your whole story. So going back to my brother's cup coffee, though, you mentioned the one uh, blend that you have. Do you have other blends or is that or do you have the one flavor? No, uh, we actually have probably about 14 or 15 different blends. And so we've got uh, four that's non-flavored. We have uh, two that's medium roast and then two that are dark roast and then you have um, we've got then we got our flavored kind. We have our top seller is Roxanne. It's a butterscotch with caramel undertone. We have uh, southern roasted pecan. We have uh, sea salted caramel, vanilla, blueberry, uh, confidence factor, which is like a chocolate covered cherry. Uh, we have hazelnut, um, and then we also have decaf. And uh, that's and then that's another thing that me and Evan are desiring to do as we stepped in is to bring in new blends and new um, uh, types of coffee in. Well, I think the sky is the limit for you guys and where my brother's cup coffee will go. Encourage everyone to go like you on Facebook, find you online. Everybody who enjoys a cup of coffee, you can always use one more option in your cabinet to sort of, you know, rotate through. It's there's enough coffee out there for all of us to, you know, try a different one and support various organizations. But I appreciate your time, Chris. Let's keep in touch. And uh, thank you. Yeah, and that's a, and what I like to tell people: not only are you drinking locally roasted coffee, but the proceeds go to help further the missions and and spread the gospel. But not only are we doing uh, some overseas, but across the streets, like you said, with a way out. But we also uh, give and partner with Eight Days of Hope. And what they do is, uh, when natural disaster takes place, they'll come in and send all volunteer bases come in and help rebuild towns and. And uh, then we also do help support Transformation Garden. And what that is, is that is a ministry for sex trafficked women to come in and for 12 months be rehabilitated. And uh, so those are some of the other missions and ministries that we help support as well. Such good stuff. Thanks, Chris. Stick with us. we got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. 
good things. Don't you know you can watch us on your computer or your mobile device, but you can also watch us on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can now watch Good Things too live on C Spire TV. If you've got that, we are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel, which is a beautiful day here in central Mississippi. And it's always a beautiful day on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And joining us to tell us more is Judy Young. She's with Coastal Mississippi. Hey, Judy. Hey, Rebecca, how are you? I am doing well, and I'm so excited for all the good headlines. Man, they came back to back to back about coastal Mississippi from being named one of the best spring break destinations for families to a country living's 42. uh, Well, that was the best spring break destinations, the top 50 best small towns in the South, and own and own and own. So a lot of celebrating going on. There is a lot of good things to talk about, and um, we're anxious to share the news. We're very proud of our region, and, um, you know, we're Southern, and we're proud. We're Southern, and we're (laughs) proud. I love that. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Coastal Mississippi, because I know this is all the communities on the Gulf Coast coming together as one and really pushing to get tourism, you know, there from other places. So how do you sort of uh, share the good news of Coastal Mississippi? Well, we represent all three of the southern counties from state line to state line with 62 miles of coastline and 22 miles of white sand beaches. And we're responsible for marketing, um, promoting, and group sales and sports um, throughout the region. And we do so through um, advertising and public relations. And some of these uh, new accolades, uh, we had a small hand in by building those relationships with those publications. But Really, we just uh, get the great job of kind of shouting from the rooftops and inviting folks here, and then hopefully the destination speaks for itself. Oh, it does. And I love uh, some of the, I guess, trailers or small commercials where it talks about, shh, you know, don't tell anyone the coastal Mississippi vibe. And I feel like, you know, yes, that speaks to people across our state lines. But here on Good Things, we talk about visiting Mississippi all the time, and it's reminding us that looks like what's right here in our backyard for us to go and enjoy, whether it's spring break or summer right around the corner. So, Judy, how do you help people sort of realize a small vacation, staycation, or getaway there on the Mississippi Gulf Coast or at the coastal Mississippi? Well, we actually have a uh, an attractions pass that's on our website on gulfcoast.org, and you can get a lot of discounts and uh lesser cost-based tickets to our area attractions. And then our attractions really do the hardest work of all, which is having something new to continue to have people want to come back. Uh, We place uh, digital ads, Facebook ads. So some of those ads that follow you around, uh, those are those are our work. We want to make sure that you remember uh, day in and day out that Coastal Mississippi has something for every generation, uh, both multi-generational trips, girlfriends getaways, uh, bachelor parties, family reunions. Uh, We just had 3,000 cheerleaders in the convention center uh, doing a competition. So something for everyone. And then we also have the gaming industry as well, besides our great ecotourism. You talked about sort of the sports aspect to it and then cheerleaders, but that is something that's really risen in terms of, you know, being the center hub of creating tourism as having these places where you can have tournaments or you can have competitions or you can have, you know, the different things. I mean, it's, it obviously sounds like, is that something that Coastal Mississippi is trying to sort of harness or sort of, uh, 
use as a launching pad to get families, more families to the coast? We are. We have a sports department and a sports development director, and he works uh, all the time on getting new tournaments here, but also the care and keeping of the existing sports events that we have. So those events are just as important as new business, um, and we try to help grow the size of the uh, existing business that we have in sports tourism volleyball basketball baseball softball um you know we also put uh fishing in there and uh you can include the uh, horse show that we just have so it's a pretty broad base when you talk about sports these days lots of different activities in there we just had the gulf coast classic horse show which was four to five weekends with um over three thousand registered riders and it was a huge success I know it's working because over, I guess, over our spring break for my child, which was been the week of the 13th back here in March, made it feel so much longer ago, Miss Judy. It was just like two weeks ago, I think. There was, I guess, a uh, baseball tournament in Ocean Springs or near. We had several friends who, whose um, sons were headed down that way, and they made a weekend. They extended it and made like a full um, sort of spring break vacation around uh, around that specific tournament and sort of got to explore Ocean Springs in ways they may not have chosen that as their uh, spring break getaway but they embraced it and stayed a few extra nights and and did the attractions and and they had a wonderful time so that's working i'm so glad to hear it i'm hoping they got some of that great uh, hospitality and i like to call it the terms of endearment i've been called the nicest things here honey darling sugar baby love i mean they served me a mimosa and said here's your mimosa love so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an authentic welcome. It is. And so when you get things like in Country Living, 42 best spring break destinations for families, Coastal Mississippi made that. You've got other headlines, as I mentioned, Southern Living's top 50 best small towns in the South. When, when the coast or Mississippi gets in those, do y'all see an uptick of out-of-staters that are looking now to coastal Mississippi as places to either move or to, you know, vacation. Can y'all, like, connect those dots to those headlines linking to actual tourism? We can. We have a few platforms that tell us who's arriving in our destination, and uh, specifically in the 10 days surrounding the uh, top uh, family spring bake destination, we saw a huge uptick. And then you know, I kind of do my own thing where I drive up and down 90 and you, there were families all over the beaches and doing the zip line and that big play and at the new Margarita Villa attractions. Uh, it was really fun to see that early in um, spring for there to be that many families out and about. All the beach vendors were out there early. So it was a it was a big push. And when you talk about um country living and southern living and all of those things i mean collectively those three stories have 37 million readers so it really elevates the mississippi as a state but also our region to a national level of recognition and um it's always a good thing when we can make Mississippi shine. Absolutely. But I agree with the commercial where it's like, shh, we don't want too many of them 
to know about it, right? We, it's we want to keep it a little bit of a secret, but but share it with some, but but not uh, maybe not with everybody. But that's just that's part of the allure. That's part of the excitement and knowing that there are so many different things to do in coastal Mississippi. We've got the summer right around us, Judy. I think kids are getting out, and gosh, probably like six weeks or so. If we, if I did the math, so if families wanted to start now, sort of planning their coastal getaway for the upcoming summer break, what's your recommendations? Well, I would go to Coastal Mississippi's website and um, access the attractions pass for sure because it's a value for you. And then I would be looking at how I could add another day of play to my vacation. Uh, When you're talking about one destination that has 16 cities and each different community has their own special flavor, uh, there's an easy way to make a week of it. And we can accomplish that uh, through a hub-and-spoke kind of system where they're building their itinerary to stay in a centralized location for what they're interested in and then hub-and-spoke out every day or every other day. And, um, you know, we haven't even talked about the food. Uh, I mean, the food at the coast, it should definitely be a part of the planned itinerary, especially during summer. On weekends, I would highly suggest you having reservations for dinner. Uh, make sure that you're you're having an ease of service that you can enjoy and relax and just soak up all of the great, uh, we'll say, gumbo of opportunities. It's uh, I, I still have not gotten to taste every area's specialty. I was just at an oyster festival at Point Cadet. I had some oysters I never have been presented with. So that was an education in itself. And I would say ask the locals or go to Coastal Mississippi and look for reviews. I like that you talk about like the spoke because I think often we forget just because we're sleeping in one of the coastal town doesn't mean that we aren't just a little bit of a drive or even a bicycle ride into the next coastal town sort of (laughs) surrounding you. And so, you know, just broaden your horizons, try something different and yeah, enjoy a good vacation. So where what's the website, Judy? Where do we go? You go to coastalmississippi.com or gulfcoast.org, and you'll find us there. If you have any troubles, you can just give us a shout. Uh, We can be here. We're here most of the time, and then uh, my phone goes to my cell phone, so you can find me all the time. All righty, Judy. Well, we're waiting for that next headline, but congratulations, and thank you for your time. Thank you for the good things. All righty. You guys stick with this. we got a little bit more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. 
Hope you know you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can find all the good headlines, too, over on the Good Things Facebook group. We work hard to sort of keep it populated with all the good things happening. I will say, with the, all the good on the ground there in Rolling Fork and Silver City and everywhere um, in between in the Delta, it's hard to keep up with sharing all the good stuff. So please feel free if you know of something or see something and you think it's worthy of good things, just share it. Rhino and I are the ones who let things in or, or make the decision uh, for that, and we'll be happy to, to keep populating it. But I'm a party of one, and so it's hard. In that same vein, if you post something at 3 in the morning and it doesn't immediately <laughs> show up in the group, it's because we're asleep. Yes, that too. And while we're on the the posting thing, usually I keep it uh, very um, limited to asking for donations, or at, unless we've had them on and or been vetted. As you can imagine, there are a million and one good causes in Mississippi, and if you do one, you'll have to do them all. So. Please to know, you know, there's a process of what we, we, you know, sort of approve there. I want to also honor you being a part of the Good Things Facebook group and not inundate you, uh, with a lot of, of, of things, salesy sort of things as well. But one of the best stories I feel like coming out of a little happiness out of the Delta is about Mason. And I know I thought of you immediately, Rhino, because of Porch Cat. And if you hadn't, like, I legit Boohooed, like when I saw was saw. It's like I am so glad this didn't come across my screen while I was on the air, um, because May, uh, Mason, who lost his home in the tornado, he went back when it was safe to sort of dig through the rubble, and he was welcomed by his cat who was sitting on a pile that used to be his home there waiting for him. Y'all, water. I get a little tickle in the back of my throat just thinking about it. And it just reminds you that, you know, our animals have those instincts to maybe get away or to hide. I know that doesn't happen for every family, for every every pet. But when they do come back home, you're just you're like, man, that's really unconditional love. Would Porch Cat come back? I know Porch Cat would come back to you, Rhino. <laughs> so if you want to if you want to cry. The hard part would be finding Porch Cat. Porch Cat would find a tiny little hole to hide in that's not much bigger than she is. And she would stay there. Well, that's probably what happened to this cat and then was able to just sort of whittle um, their way right back out. And then it was like, hey, what's going on? Where did everybody go? And we're going to sit right here and sort of wait for our owner. But there can be a little bit of light uh, to the to the storms of everything that that happened. A little change, though. I saw this as a national day. Sometimes I really like to hop on um, some of the weirder National Day things to talk about, especially when it comes to food. And so it's National Something on a Stick Day. And I was like, if that's not the most Mississippi day, it's supposed to be chicken on a stick. Like they should just go ahead and change it to chicken on a stick day. But apparently folks like other things on a stick to eat, particularly. I mean, technically, there's a variety of stick held food products that people and love when to you eat. think about it it sounds crazy and then you go wow you've got kebabs you've got corn dogs you've got um popsicles popsicles you've got just good old suckers and lollipops you've got all kinds of things like s'more s'mores i don't think that's how you say it but s'more <laughs> To make the s'more for the marshmallow. So, How can I have some more if I haven't had any? <laughs> um, so what would be your favorite food on a stick? Ooh, that's tough. I think I'd have to split it between savory and sweet. <laughs> savory, it's really tough to beat the efficiency of a corn dog. 
because you, you got the breading, you got the meat. It's, you can walk around with it in your hand. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say corn dog. Although chicken on a stick is good, it's just it's not quite as easy to eat with True. one hand while walking around. You kind of need to be a little bit more focused on it. Whereas a corn dog, you can't. Just, you really got to mess up to fling a corn dog off the stick. Yeah, you can't just pick up chicken on a stick and just eat it. Right. Usually. Whereas on the sweet side, who it might? I don't know if a push pop counts. It's got a stick. It does have a stick. But I don't think it would technically count as being on a stick. So uh-huh. I would pick the Mickey Mouse ice cream bar that never really looks like Mickey Mouse. But, but kind of does? But yeah. All right. Shrimp on a Barbie. I think it's pretty good. There's also a uh, footlong fair corn dog, Jeff and Grenada said. Also at the fair, you can get, is it, is it brisket on a stick? It's the beef people. The <laughs> And it's at the Mississippi State Fair. And I think it's brisket or it's sirloin on a stick. They kind of did their whole take on chicken on a stick except it's more simple because it's basically basically like a steak on a stick but they don't call it that um it's pretty good too i would say at that point it's more of a shish kebab but there's nothing else on it because the difference of like chicken on a stick it's fried and the whole thing is fried whereas you think of something like unless they fried the steak on it i would think of that more of a shish kebab than steak on a stick. dairy queen dilly bar Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Oh, man, we started this one too late. All right, you guys stick with us. We got more for you up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Mississippi Media Production.